Hello and welcome to the Deja Review podcast, where a group of film lovers get together to discuss a cult or a classic film that one or more of them has just watched for the very first time. I'm Mike Cairns. Over there is Seb Seabass Godfrey. Say my name, Mike, because I am Bastion. <laughs> and Alex Lambchop Heath. I can't follow that up. <laughs> yeah, it was a good one. Um, and uh, we are dipping into the early 80s uh, children's classic 1984's The Never Ending Story, which I am, yeah, I, like I, th- I feel like this is one of those movies where I've seen a lot or through culture and osmosis and maybe bits and pieces on TV, but I definitely hadn't watched it all the way huh. through. So, or, or if I did, it has... Fallen out of my brain. Is this um, another one of those uh, Cairns household things where you weren't really allowed to... Was this a bit, a bit scary, maybe? Oh, no. Scary cat? I mean, yeah, it could have been. No, I don't think it was that scary, no. was it? Um, it's a bit um, confronting for yeah. a kid's movie. Yeah. Um, but no, so I'd, I'd never seen uh, this one. But uh, Alex, what's your history with this film? Well, I feel like... The NeverEnding Story was one of those movies that was always on TV on the weekend, like quite a lot, um, and like the labyrinth in that regard. And you kind of aligned yourself with one or the other. And I definitely Ooh. was more of a labyrinth fan. Team and labyrinth? That, definitely team labyrinth. I feel like there's not room in one's heart to truly stand <laughs> for both of these movies. I think they're both obviously very important pieces of um, 80s cinema, but... Yeah, I was definitely more aligned with like David Bowie's cod piece than yeah, I, with. Um, <laughs> I was about to say that, so yeah, yeah. like I think that's an important. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think so too. You know, um, there was um, uh, it took three Jim Henson puppeteers for that. Cod wow, piece. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, was very animated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, wow. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one work in there. Left ball, right ball, shaft. Is yep. that that's how it went? Pretty much. Wow. Right. <laughs> Always okay. taking it just right there. Right <laughs> no, now. I just had to be sure. It yeah, was yeah. making sure it wasn't two on the shaft and one holding each ball. Frank Oz said it was one of the toughest jobs he's ever done. One of the hardest jobs he's ever. <laughs> Seb, what uh, is your history with this film? You were the one who suggested well, that we, yeah. uh, we watch this. So. Well, yeah. so, yeah, I mean, I have watched this a lot as a kid. Hadn't watched it for a very long time. And it just so happened that a couple of weeks ago, um, I popped it on. And uh, I, I know I recommended this the other week. I think there's only three instances in which you should put this on as a 35-year-old man. Uh, no, one... <laughs> one is if you're uh, well, on a movie podcast? <laughs> yeah. Or you should be only putting this on if you're a 10-year-old kid, if you're accompanied a ten, by a 10-year-old kid, or maybe if there's been some uh, devil's lettuce involved in <laughs> in, in the viewing p- beforehand. Jazz cigarettes <laughs> beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of electric spinach. <laughs> but um, I, 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 I'm not too sure about it and watching it again with wow, that, really? with, that, with <laughs> these critical eyes but I mean we'll, amazing we'll I got the opposite that. impression yeah oh yeah okay okay but I mean I watch this a hell of a lot but it's so much there's so much there's a lot to take in as a kid oh, it certainly is there's some it's a real bummer it's, of a film to watch for yeah. the most part yep. it's quite it's quite depressing but um were you into the sequels as well I can imagine you uh, no. Jonathan Brandis <laughs> on the the, the sequels VCR. where nobody actually came back. No, no to one reprise was interested their roles. in. Um, no, no, uh, no, I wasn't. Um, and then the kid from Free Willy is in the last one. I that's think? what he's from. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but um, it was purely just the first one. The first one was the last one, as far as I'm concerned. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We'll, we'll get into uh-huh. the meat and potatoes of it because there's <laughs> a lot to talk about. Always comes back to meat and potatoes, isn't oh, you? Yeah, we always do these things around 
lunchtime. Yeah. Well, what's the, I mean, uh, for our listeners at home, the, I guess the general story is uh, young Bastien. Um, it's is, me. So, uh, I mean, yeah, young uh, Sebastian. he's a young boy who lives a dreary life being tormented by school bullies. On one such occasion, he escapes in a bookshop to where an old proprietor, proprietor, pie shop maker, no, proprietor, <laughs> slash pedophile. Um, it's a lot of re- pedophiles in this movie. Re- reveals an ancient storybook to him which he is warned can be dangerous. Shortly after, he borrows the book and begins to read it in the school attic where he is drawn into what the mythical land of Fantasia, which desperately needs a hero to save it from destruction. Borrows, uh, you know, he, he, he stole that. He stole that book. Yeah, yeah. he did. I mean, he left an IOU, but, yeah. <laughs> you know, borrowing is, uh, yeah. you know. Did, did. Yeah, but he's, he's only human. He's, like, not immune to reverse psychology from old Coriander or whatever that bookshop guys maybe yeah. some weird yeah. Too I, I, I did I, uh, I, I did love that um, even in 1984 um, video games were the devil you know yeah, totally. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that beep, pong beep, beep, beep. that pong is really <laughs> yeah. ripping everyone away from their books which uh, I guess it was you still here did you hear what I said boy um, so- you're hiding aren't you no I was just the video arcade is down the street here we just sell small rectangular objects they're called books Require a little effort on your part and make no beep, 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 beeps. On your way, please. I know books. I have 186 of them at home. Ah, comic books. No, I've read Treasure Island, Last of the Mohicans, Wizard of Oz, Lord of the Rings, 20,000 Leagues on the Sea, Tarzan. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who are you running away from? Um, just some kids from school. Why? They want to throw me in the garbage. So why don't you give them a good punch in the nose? That that guy, oh. he looks like a cartoon pedo. Yeah, he really there's, is. There's a no, yeah, there's I a think few, as, as Alex said, there's a, a couple of few, not all yeah. of them human. Mm. No. I'm going to get to that because mm. yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, but yeah, uh, the, uh, and um, looking at this cast as well, it's a very unknown cast in mm. general. Um, I mean, I, I recognize German production, probably. Yeah, um, and. I'm I'm assuming because uh, most of the budget would have gone on sets, sets and production, Digital, yeah, um, practical yeah. effects. But there was Deep Roy, um, yeah, uh, who yeah. I um, I've seen in a well, number of. Things. He's kind of typecast as an oompa loompa in Tim yeah. Burton's, <laughs> yeah, um, uh, and his character Teeny Weeny in this, yeah, going playing a oompa oompa loompa and Teeny Weeny, yep. yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, Gerald McCraney, who is only in one scene, but he is Bastion's dad, and oh, he's yeah. in yeah. Um, Deadwood and House of Cards. And like I looked at his, he's one of those. He's a working actor. Like he yeah. has been on everything. He's, he's really good at working. playing a prick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mm. um, yeah, he's excellent. Mm. Um, but uh, I think the first sign that it was a German production was. Um, the uh, orange juice and mm-hmm. egg smoothie that he makes himself in the morning. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I was wondering, is that like meant to signify that he's got a hangover because he's putting a raw egg in his... Oh, maybe. And he's like some boozer, mm. but that well, went no, nowhere. And then I think... it's an energy thing, yeah, isn't right. it? Like it's like a rocky kind <laughs> yeah, of, yeah, yeah. you know... Yeah. Um, pretty funny because when I was watching it with Kane and he was like, oh, what's he doing? And he's like, <laughs> actually, you know what? That might be really nice. And he went on this like huge tangent, like kind of mixologist <laughs> style about how this might actually be a great invention. You should try it. So shout out to you, Ken. 
Um, and then, uh, yeah, so young Bastion. Um, but before, yeah, he's running away from these um, classic bullies. Um, and Steven Spielberg edited, like partly edited the so US yeah. cut, right? Old, old Wolfgang Peterson got, um, the director, got Spielberg into, he chopped about seven minutes out of the this felt for, so Spielbergian for for the American audiences. Yeah. Basically, there there were a few a few. But the biggest change um, with the German version, the American version, was the addition of Lamal song, which everyone knows. Mm. Yeah, the never ending yeah. story. That wasn't in the German version. It was far really? more bleak. Yeah, apparently there's no synths there's, at there's all. There's no Maroda in the German version oh. whatsoever. It's far. It, you basically the whole film is the sadness, it's just the depression. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's um, it's more of a bummer the German yeah. version. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Spielberg chopped about seven minutes out of it to make it a little snappier for American audiences. Mm. And as a thank you, old mate Wolfgang gave him the Oren off the front of the book, the the two serpents eating each other, which Aww. now lives in a glass case in Spielberg's office. There you go. But um, it seems like a fair old prop to give him for just it's chopping pretty. out seven minutes out of the film. But yeah, yeah. yeah Wolfgang, he's a But that was, the, movie, that was the part Wolfie. of the movie that really struck me as Spielbergian. And then from there, it really yeah. kind of deviated. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> Quite yeah, totally. Yeah. From the earth. Oh, the attic. The attic was basically, pushed, the, the attic in his school where he's reading the book is basically just the same it's, attic as the Goonies, but they yeah, go up yeah, and yeah. find the map. Yeah, it's, like, it's like, what school is this? Like, yeah. why have they got, like, all of these things in this attic? It's totally. A, a lot of skulls yeah. and a lot of skeletons. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. A lot of cobwebs. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's... And, the, and they the, leave the key right there next yeah. to the door. So and the can... unexplained lightning storm that just rolls in, just like the Goonies in the attic there. It's yeah. very... Yep. Yeah, it's pretty... It's great. I mean, that, yeah, yeah. I eat that shit up as a kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, and one thing that always bugs me uh, with sort of bully sequences, especially when they're little kids, like these kids are clearly chasing down this other kid mm. and there's like they run into all these adults and stuff. If I saw that... I would grab those three little shits and just like grab them by the scruff and tell them to fuck off. Like leave the kid alone. All these people are just like, oh, I wonder what's going on here. Yeah. It's like, no. Bystander yeah. effect, man. That's it. Oh, I would but yes, that. I had the same reaction. I was like, how dare you? It's like super clear that this kid is being, you know, yeah. chased down and no one is doing anything. Um, yeah, and you know. to to wrap that all up with a bow at the end and throw those kids in the bin yeah. is that like, eye for an eye? Not, is that kind of how yeah. you r- resolve this thing? No, I don't know. I think it's how you resolve it when you just kind of you do want to just wrap it up with a bow rather than like yeah. sit down and have a conversation about how you're not going to be taking it anymore. And well, it's uh, safe to say that wasn't in the book. That, that yeah, no, I dare say it wasn't. Yeah. Which is to say, this whole thing was based on a book. Yes, yes, a, so, uh, yeah, like seventies. I didn't, I didn't read much into this but no like so it was a 500 German. page 500 page book larger than tolkien um like 50 page big pages bigger than lord of the rings it was a oh, huge right. a huge uh novel uh written by michael ende um his father edgar ende was a surrealist painter and his mother was a psychiatrist he was sort of obsessed with japanese culture hence the 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 Japanese uh, or the Chinese luck dragon, Japanese luck dragon thing. Yep. Uh, but his family moved to an artist quarter in Munich, uh, which was a famous Bohemian quarter in sort of pre-Nazi Germany. Uh, and his father was affected by the onslaught of the whole Nazi party coming through. Mm-hmm. And being a surrealist painter, mm. didn't exactly have a a great um, a great time popular. there. Um, so his father had to work in secret, and he sort of. Uh, he remembers the Hamburg bombing and just needing to 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 escape and getting into poetry and and all this sort of thing. 
Um, he even got drafted into the Volkstrom, the, the Nazi party, um, but he ripped up his papers and joined a Bavarian resistance movement uh, who vowed to defend Munich from the Nazis to the bitter end. So he's, this is the guy that wrote the book. Right. And then he got into... His dad? No, this is the, the actual oh, guy that wrote the book. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. Wow. So he, he had a pretty interesting upbringing. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you can kind of see where a lot of his history is interwoven into the into the book. The whole oppression, the mm. whole the nothing rolling through the Nazis, the whole yeah. kind of taking over and and you know which is which is interesting looking at it from that perspective, which I don't think the film really gets across. Well no, I th- I sort of got the sense that the nothing is more uh, about um other things sort of distracting kids from their creativity and they're like, you know, like again, the video game sort of, you know, zombified yeah. sort of, uh, you know, and because it's, it's destroying this, this world of Fantasia, mm. it's like tearing it apart yeah. and you need, and the only way to save it is this one kid who is, you know, he, he loves books and he, yeah. it's, it, yeah. it's like a real, you can restore the yeah. ivory tower of literature to its rightful yes, place. Exactly. Well, I see. I actually think the movie works better as, and I definitely, I don't think this was intentional, but as like a parable about depression. So, right. mm. um, yeah, the the fact that the empress oh, yeah. yep, is going to die if the uh, nothingness isn't uh, fought back. Um, that uh, the yeah the swamp of sadness, the weird nihilistic mauler character who just like. Well, I care about anything. Yeah. Like time's so long and expensive, I don't care. Like mm. any one thing is no more important than mm. another. Why would I help you? Why would I not help you? Why would I do anything? Like that, yeah, that I, I was like, oh, this is like, this could have been like kind of an interesting way to communicate to kids about, yeah, mental illness and, and yeah, maybe even like the ravages of, um, you know, surviving like a sort of borderline apocalyptic time where, with genocide in your own country and all that kind of thing mm. and how you get mm. through that as a people and try and support each other. Yeah. And, and because Bastion's like, it's just recently lost mm. his mother and yeah. the dad is, you know, a more, yeah, suck it up princess and move on kind of, uh, you yeah. know, style of parenting. Eat a, eat a raw egg and toughen up. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah totally. Um, so yeah, no, that makes, yeah, that makes That was my preferred sense. reading. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought, I thought it was so banal because when it first started, it felt like so much more possible that this could have more meanings. And then at the end, yeah. they really, really want to shoehorn this yeah. idea that now nah, we just want kids to like engage our imaginations and have hopes and like that, dream yeah. and that kind of thing and, and be creative. And that's what this is about. Okay. Got it. Michael and <laughs> Michael Ender actually said that the writer of the book said, what the fuck are you doing in my story? Yeah. You're just completely like you tried to uh, set an injunction injunction to yeah. this film wanted, stopping mm. from being made, and he said you're Disneyfying. You're making yeah. this this story into a Disney story, and they yeah. went exactly. Yeah, that's what we want to do. Yeah, um, well, it worked. It definitely it worked. Made a and ton yeah, in, of money. in the book, like it goes through this whole cycle of um, so the the film wraps up like about a third of the way through the story, but in the book, Bastion ends up becoming mad with power. Um, and ruling over um, Fantasia and having to be stopped by oh, really? Treyu's yeah. armies come through and they're fighting and it's all kind of like... Gets a bit Star Wars in yeah. the, the second half of the book where it's kind of like a he goes Bastion, yeah. it enters Fantasia, he's got his, his luck dragon Falcor and he's basically 
shooting off wishes willy-nilly to make this this world of Fantasia into his likeness, whatever he wants it to be. Right. And every uh, wish that he makes, he loses one of his own memories. So he, uh, oh. until he's got two memories left, the memory of his family and his own name, and he has to basically goes to the dark side and has to fight Atreyu and stuff. So it's the book is, it has so is much far more of a message and more, yeah, more in yeah. depth. It's, so I, it's funny. It's probably, imagine. you know, this is a, if you had made this now, it would have been so like, great. We've got three yes, to four movies exactly. here. They're trying. They're trying um, to reboot it. Apparently it's not going to happen though. Yeah. I just saw a little sort of tagline um, of like 2011 Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy said, yeah, right. yeah it doesn't look like it's going to happen. And if <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy says well, it's probably imagine, not going to happen, like, yeah. you know, yeah, right. uh, with all that power. But, yeah, like Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, production company <laughs> has been trying to he's stop. <laughs> he's, been, he's, been, he's probably been angling for uh, for uh, Atreyu for, for years. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but um, he could still pull it off. No. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, and so uh, it, it seems like that the the author and their estate are yeah, just like, nope, you fucked the the first. You know, I'm not going to give you another chance. But, but sort yeah, of rolling back to that, so it would have worked so much better as well, a trilogy from totally. the start. It would have been planned like not, that. Yeah, yeah. Rather yeah. Than, they weren't planning. No, they three, were like, you know, oh, see how we go. That's not how Hollywood worked back then. It's yeah, like, yeah. It's just, yeah. Let's 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 go with one. Pro, you know, let's try and get a film out of this. Make yeah. make as much money as possible, and maybe do a sequel. Um, you know, it was there was not a lot of trilogies mm. planned. Yeah, because it was the sec- second one like six years after as well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So and the, then and, I mean, the that's third why they one is just a, a, an like, original story. Oh, as completely! Well. It doesn't yeah. borrow from the source material at all. It's a yep. whole new thing. But I mean, the the name, the never ending story, um, lies is basically yeah. The 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 you know the film is called the never ending story, but they don't actually explain yeah, why concept, it is called that. The yeah. concept. It's basically. Um, in the book, the childlike empress keeps asking Bastion to say her name, but he refuses to do so because he thinks it's like it's just a book. I'm just in this story. So she keeps going to her, to her elder and gets him to recite from the beginning of the same book that he's reading to try and and he the elder's sort of reading the same book that Bastion's reading and, and inserting, inserting bits him into that the... he would only know about. And he's like, no, it's just a book. It's just a story. And he keeps just starting from the beginning and stand like – keeps telling the story over and over and over, hence why it's a never-ending story. But it's, um, yeah, they, they just cut that whole bit out but kept the name. So it's kind of... Yeah. yeah, that's really only alluded to in that uh, sequence at the end where um, Arate... Well, I'm going to fuck up this. Atreyu. Atreyu. My God. <laughs> um, is walking through the the murals and it depicts all the times that he's, like, gone through this same sequence of events on the wall and it's mm. like he's seeing his own history but he looks exactly the same. And that's, like, the only part of it where you actually think, oh, these events have happened before. This is, like, some kind of ongoing cycle that mm. has to be broken. But you really have to be looking for that. And I dare say no kids are going to be picking no. that up. Yeah, I... I- I did feel like this movie. It does it's just a rush. cool name. It does. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. like yeah. keeping the name. It's cool. Yeah. Um, I feel like it certainly rushes through a lot of things, um, and uh, yeah, it feels a bit too jam packed of stuff. Knowing this movie by osmosis, I I know the the Artax scene. Mm. You know the horse mm-hmm. um, mm. going into the the swamp, swamp of sadness. Of sadness. Not the bog yes. of the bog of stench. the bog. <laughs> The bog of eternal stench. The boggy yeah. bog. Um, but, but honestly, it just goes to show how much better the labyrinth is, that they have a bog I, of eternal stench. I, I mean, do agree. Come on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry to derail. Um, and, oh, yeah. 
the the actor um, who plays a tray. Um, Noah Taylor. Noah. Noah, no, it's not Noah Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Noah Hathaway. I wish it were Noah Taylor. Um, He's he is acting the shit out of this movie um, in the sense that he is really acting hard in every scene he's in. But I feel like there's only sort of one little scene of him bonding with Artax. You know, mm. it's like, oh, get mm. up and let's have some breakfast. And, you know, and I loved the horse just like sitting down and having breakfast with him by the stream. <laughs> I was like, well, that's cool. But then it just cuts straight to that and the horse dies. And I, yeah, like I, I understand that they're good mates. I but think it's trying to protect the viewer though, because like that scene traumatized kids oh, yeah. so badly oh, yeah, anyway. Totally. Imagine if they'd had the whole buildup of them being so important it's just to each other. It, watching it's it, just isn't it? Like, uh, you know. Okay, we've got to do this dead horse thing. Let's Let's not flog it. Let's just do it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Get it done. Yeah. And the kids won't be as traumatized. Little did they know, like every 80s yeah. kid is basically. When he's, when he's looking when he's looking at that mud and the bubbles just keep coming up yeah. and oh. keep coming up, you're like And that Oof. horse. The horse looks that's terrified. terrified. Yeah. That is a yeah. truly traumatized yeah. horse. Apparently he's two horses. I'm like, did something happen <laughs> yeah. to the one yeah. of them? Yeah, that's that's the old myth that one of them died or that the horse actually died on set. I can't imagine because nah. it looked yeah. <laughs> in total panic. Yeah. It didn't die from that on set, but they let's just say the the caterers next day had a really good time, had a lot to play with. But <laughs> Um, yeah, moving on. set on. construction, the glue yeah. was running freely. <laughs> yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. <laughs> think it's, but speaking of the like sets and props and everything, Incredible. it's so great. Incredible. The only low point, I think, is our little mate, Falcor. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that was always going to be tough. Yeah. Um, but uh, do you <laughs> mean the, the flying sequences? No. I actually, f- I went with that. I was happy okay. with the totally. bad the... green screen. It kind of yeah. feels nostalgic and lovely. But totally. I just think he's physical appearance is poor. And I was right. sad to see that um, the New York Times critic had already said he looked like a bath mat because that's where <laughs> I went. Or like a pedophile puppy surprise. Yeah, the whole dog thing story. was <laughs> pedophile puppy surprise. Yeah. He definitely has old scratchy scene there. That's scratchy. And I like children. Mm. I like children. For breakfast? <laughs> Never. I'm a luck dragon. My name is Falcor. And my name is... Atreyu. And you're on a quest. How'd you know that? You were unconscious. And you talked in your sleep. Why, could you get round and scratch behind my right ear? I could (laughs) never quite reach it. Here? That's so good. Thank you. Come and scratch me. I can't reach right here behind me. Yeah, yeah, that was... It wasn't pleasant. And he keeps winking as well. It's like, Mm, is that a necessary character trait to be winking at children? How many Labradors do you think were named Falcor in the 80s after that? yeah. He does, he's very, very dog-like. I remember loving that character as a kid, but watching it without odd eyes, I was like, I don't know about this, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think the... Um, like his nose. Some of the puppetry in his. Yeah, uh, I mean, the, the, he had a separate puppeteer the, for his nose. Yeah, he had up to great. 25, 25 puppeteers controlling been, yeah. that. Because you can uh, see his breathing, yeah. you yeah. know, and things like that. And yeah. I was like, 
that's pretty cool. Yeah. Like the, the mouth stuff doesn't really the mouth work. Isn't well, that great, but the, um, it would have been they had what? the German cut as well. So. Yeah. Yeah, true. Oh, okay. true. They probably yeah. just yeah, they probably just kind just of make it a bit voiced over, and then yeah. yeah so the so Gamork, they well, with most of these puppets, they had up to upwards of twenty five people controlling them. So what they had to do is record them uh, in doing the the movements really, really fast, and then slow it down to make it feel less jerky and slightly more fluid, um, which made it even harder to sync uh, up to sync up with um, oh, with right. with all the dialogue. Yep. But yeah, good point because they recorded this. In, oh, did they dub it in German? Did they record everything? Surely the kids didn't they, learn German. No, no, I so think no. they probably might have done some actors were acting in German and then some in English and then sort of the rock biter was acting in German. Yeah, the whole the whole time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, which is pretty cool. There's there's a cool little um, making of again YouTube, but um, it's worth watching because just the the actual physical um, is that practical the one effects that's like wordless. Uh, Oh, there's one that's wordless. Yeah. Then there's like a little retrospective uh, okay. making yeah. of with, with current interviews with all the Because everything I found was either in German or <laughs> had no, nothing at all because right. all the, it seemed like all the behind the scenes stuff had been yeah. filmed by. But may, being made it. Was, it, it just looked so yeah. great. Yeah. Um, oh, I, mean, I was amazed at how well it held it, hel- it Yeah. It, and even the yeah. initial um, introduction of the big rock creature mm. and it the rolling through. And it, um, and then it meets up with uh, Deep Roy's character and all of yeah. that sort of stuff. And the the perspective shot of that yeah. looked fabulous. Really great. So, yeah. and the art direction for Fantasia. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. Even I, even the smoke machine didn't. I didn't find it corny. I was just like, no, this is machine. magical. No, that was actually uh, coloured dyes being in, uh, injected oh. into salt water to oh, create damn. the create the the nothing rolling through. Amazing. But um yeah, that that whole world. But I mean just just being able to create something like that practically yeah. not with no with CG, no CG is so cool. Was yeah. the it was the largest um uh budget film made in By Germany at the time. Non yeah. power. <laughs> yeah, so basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, non non Russia or yeah. or US, Bavaria Studios where parts of the Great Escape Sound of Music and Willy Wonka were all shot. Um and yeah, there. I think it was shot during the hottest summer on record as well in oh. in Germany. So you can imagine what some of those costumes and sets and yeah. that uh, swamp of sadness was meant to be. Well, they had to heat the swamp of sadness to get that, get the fog and the smoke oh and the God. whole. Right. And I mean, on top of it the sweltering like summer, hard work. There's you know, <laughs> yeah. getting through. Like it, yeah. it looked like a real swamp. That's where know. most of their budget went. I think that was meant right. to be shot over a few weeks, and they spent two months in that just in that right. bulb for two oh, scenes. That would have been. And old old mate Noah, um, yeah. he yeah he was just punished for about two months on that set. Oh but um, yeah, Wolfgang Peterson said in an interview that um, you know the the kids are great. Uh, you know they're all really great to work with. Noah Noah he was a bit of a pain in the ass to work with. Um, but you know the kid that Barrett Oliver, the kid that played Bastion, he was really easy to work with. Like he had to sit in a fucking attic yeah. the whole movie. That's yeah. all he has to do. Whereas this other kid's being. Yeah, that. thrown into swamps and yep. sure, surely you're going to crack it. Yeah, it has a blanket over his head for most of it. Yeah. Like, could not ask for an easier time filming, totally, really. Totally, <laughs> But, yeah, there's there's cool behind-the-scenes footage of um of that swamp being shot and all the crew setting it all up. No oh, one's wow. got any clothes on. They're basically all getting around their underpants, just just standing in the bog. it up. Yeah, yeah. pretty much, um, pretty much. Yeah. It, yeah, I just, yeah, again, it just looked the, um and I loved the, the, uh, the big the big turtle scene like that just looked yeah fabulous. Did Mola and... look a little bit like 
a turd to anyone else? Is that just a me? lot like a turd and a bit like ET too? Yeah, an yeah. ET turd. ET, yeah, ET turd. ET turd. E turd. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Because yeah. I just couldn't stop thinking. I'm like, stop thinking it. Stop thinking it. <laughs> no. It's the literal turtle head poking out. Yeah. Uh. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I also think that overplayed the like sneeze, her sneezing on. Um, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I'm allergic to youth. <laughs> yeah, there's too a many bit, sneezes. Actually, every every older person, every adult in this film, it was like I hate is, kids. Except yeah, for, pretty much. Except for the except for Falco or the pedo. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's kids. well into kids. I like children. I um, you. so I guess uh, out you. Do you like this movie? Like now, watching it as an adult, like yeah, do you my, remember? Lo- I mean, I know you were a, yeah, more of an, a more labyrinth. more of a labyrinth stand, but I do remember very, very vividly from childhood the Empress saying, "This is all that remains. This grain of sand." Like that whole scene, I could probably draw it for you just from. <laughs> Her like crazy JonBenet Ramsey face and like, <laughs> like just so stunningly adult yet child in a quite kind of a creepy way. Apparently, two of her teeth fell out, so they had yep. to put yeah. fake teeth in, which kind of adds oh. to that weird beauty pageant thing because that's a yeah. beauty pageant trick. That's why she had a lisp too? Yeah, that was like printed on my brain, and I remembered enjoying it, but yeah, just didn't yeah just didn't resonate with me as much as um well, I, well as much as David Bowie's codpiece. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Jim, yeah, Jim Hansen having, I mean, and this Jim is kind Hansen of like is having the pu- obviously these, an amazing genius as these well. These puppets and the puppeteers are definitely, I mean, Jim Hansen's the it's, benchmark. It's and not they, fair it, it really no to Hansen, compare. It's not, but, but it, for what it is, it's, I was really overwhelmed by how much it held up and not just from a nostalgia point of view. Um, I think the pacing is a little off and obviously that's because they weren't quite sure how to convey this story in a way that A, visually and um, thematically made sense and yeah. was like a satisfying arc while being compressed from the story. But I don't know, I was really impressed at mm. how I was able to like get into the world and it felt real. The rock biter where he looks at his hands and he said, these hands look strong mm. to attract you. Hands. Yeah. I was mm. so touched by that mm. scene where he's talking about how he couldn't mm. save his friends. And again, I feel like that could even be, yeah, talking about, you know, pulling in from the, the like uh, possibly depression storyline, him talking about how he tried to save his friends. Yeah. But he couldn't because the nothingness overwhelmed them and took them away from him and he couldn't save them. And I found that really touching. Mm. So much of this is like, yeah, strangely affecting even for an adult. Um, and, yeah, the Giorgio Moroder song, is great. I don't know how well it actually fits in with yeah, the rest totally. of it, but you don't really care because it's so catchy and who's going to be mad at Giorgio Moroder. Totally. I'm fucking here for this movie, guys. It deserves a rewatch. You should traumatize your <laughs> generation of children today by making them watch it. I think it's good for them. I think what it's a, good what, for them what to age, see. There's, there's, what age? Uh, as, yeah. a, as, a know, as a parent. As a parent. Yeah, Papa Godfrey. As a, I mean, I wouldn't be showing this to Cleo at three and a half. Three and a half is no. Gamork and the, that fucking wolf. Is terrifying. Mm. Yeah. I remember. I remember first seeing that and going, "Yeah, wow, okay, this was scary, and it is still scary." It's yeah. pretty like it's the way it's shot and the way yeah. it's cut as well. It's kind of there's some jump scares in there, which mm. it probably went eh, it might if it means it's less about psychological scarring. It's more about me having to get up at four and three in the morning yep. to uh, screams, screaming. you know, yeah. night yeah. terrors. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I yet. think the thing about Gamorca is you don't fully see it 
the whole form. So you can use yeah. your imagination totally. to build yeah. this creature oh, in your mind. It's totally. very evocative. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Again, for sure. so everything, there's a lot of really smart decisions in terms of production on this thing. Yeah. And yeah, that was, got us, it stands up. Yeah. yeah. Show it to is, Cleo. Is that a fact? <laughs> <laughs> is that a fact? 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 Yeah, it's a fact. Okay, this is, is that a fact? This is a little game where I fire two facts, three facts, in fact, that's a fact, at you, Mike. Okay. Your name is Mike, and that is a fact. And you have to tell me which one is the fake one. Okay. Fact number one. Mm -hmm. The meeting at the Emerald Palace features seven secret cameos seen in a wide shot. This includes Yoda, Gumby, Chewbacca, Mickey Mouse, the Ewoks, C-3PO, and E.T. Okay. Fact number two. The Rockbiter, Falcor, and Gamork are all voiced by the same actor. It's actually the same guy that voiced Skeletor. Mm. From the cartoon? Yes. Okay. Sure. Fact number three. From my life. The guy I used to date. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Fact number three, Barrett Oliver, a.k.a. Bastion, now lives and works in L.A. as a vintage motorbike mechanic and is head of the East, L- East L.A. Steampunk Society. Oh, right. Um, I think the middle one is true because a lot of those voices sounded similar. Um, now, this is a... I'm going to go for the number one being the fake fact. Number one? Mm. The meeting at the Emerald Palace? You're wrong, mate. I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. I know I'm wrong. I know because Steve's been trying to shake things up and so I thought, oh, maybe I'm not going to go for the default one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So really? Have they just been like... (laughs) I don't know if there's... uh, And Gumby apparently as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there evidence of... There is. Is there a screenshot? There's something on the internet. There's a photo on the internet that points to them all. I was trying to keep a straight face because I... Well, you were guessing because I'm like, don't give it away, don't give it away. Yeah. Here we go. I'm just going to pull it up on my phone here and you can. Oh, no way. <laughs> um, but no, um, the the false fact was about Barrett Oliver. Yeah, nice Bastion. one. But he, um, he's actually been teaching photography classes in LA. Uh, he, he, I couldn't tell you what sort of style of, uh, the photography is basically early, it's like Deadwood style, Wild West style photography right. um, using like a wet plate technique. Um uh, but his works have been put in galleries and exhibitions uh, all over the place. He's, his knowledge of 19th century photography techniques uh, is well-versed and he's written a book called A History of Woodbury Type, The First Successful Photochemical Printing Process and Walter Bentley Woodbury. So I, I guess he could, I, I mean, that feels like he could have been a steampunk. He looks, yeah, he, so, totally, that's what I was going for. He actually yeah, nice. looks like he belongs in a in a Western these yeah. days. He's got this, he's kind of, sort of balding with bushy bits on the side and this big beard and wears suspenders and like a stained white mm. shirt and brown pants. So as far as you know, he may well be involved in the steampunk Maybe. I couldn't find it. There's nothing. I'm going to email him and find <laughs> out. <laughs> <Totally>. research. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have a redo yeah. on this. Because yeah. uh, old Noah, um, Atreyu, he's all over the place. He, he will happily take like 
any. Oh, he'll still I do imagine, magic. That's, that's I imagine the two he, character I types. I imagine he does some yeah. Comic-Con I mean, actors. You know, totally. It's like either cannot divest themselves yeah. from it, or totally, they just totally. completely go the other way and join the steampunks. Or no, totally. I mean, he really um he left. He, he says he left acting behind, but he still does a few little bits and pieces. But he tried out several other careers, His including left him behind. <laughs> yeah, quite totally, a while ago. totally. I'll be honest. He basically just shouts I, the oh entire. God, I'll be honest. I don't know terrible. if he was ever really acting. He's terrible. But um, he's he's really bad. But he he was. The hair he, carries a lot of. It. He, <laughs> he tried his uh, hand at being a martial arts trainer and a tattoo oh, artist. Looks like it. Uh, yeah, actually, that's right. Uh, the uh, and he actually spent a little uh, stint in a in a uh, German tattoo parlor doing just basically tattooing Orin's the snake eating snake wow. on people uh, for about what? three weeks. <laughs> I'd I'd have to if I were walking yeah. by and I saw him tattooing Orin's, I'd have to do it. Like they just I <laughs> yeah. would. You know? Yeah. What a story. Yeah, I think uh, like I think he is uh what certainly uh tempered my enjoyment of this film because he's basically the set, kind of the central character of the, you mm. know, um, and he is not likable um, no. in any sense of the word. And he's he is supposed to be actor. the point of identification, yeah. like um, in a very literal, super textual way, yeah. like mm. yeah. it's li- we're literally addressed in, by the film to say that we're the ones watching Bastion yeah. who's identifying with Atreyu. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. Yeah. And what a shame that he's yeah, so irritating. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it sort of really takes away from, um, I think um, Bastion's fine. Like he Bastion's plays, yeah. you know. Perfectly adequate. Yes, adequate, yes. Mm. Um, but yeah. John Benet really, Ramsey is the highlight. Yeah. And I think there's a reason that seems like just like burned into my brain yeah. as mm. the, the thing from this movie. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I, 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 I absolutely see why, you know, a 10-year-old would watch this on repeat, you know, mm-hmm. because you can, you can get past all of that stuff. Uh, yeah. You as, don't really you know, have a, um, but, um, acting. but yeah, I, I mean, there's, uh, I, I think, you know, I always, uh, will give a film a lot more, um, leeway, uh, when, you know, the, pr- when, when you see production like that and, you know, you can yeah. forgive a lot of things where you're like, okay. You see the um, hard work that's gone into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You see the hours of time yeah. and the, like, creativity behind it. So, Seb, you, you, you know, you've uh sound on it. Well, well, I think, I think it's because I, I, I had these huge, huge expectations in, in my head. Uh, it's, it's like going back and watching the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon again or anything <laughs> from your youth where you're like, I probably should have just let that one lie. Um, it's, I mean, you, you said it yourself, things like Labyrinth, I could watch that most oh, weeks and it yeah. doesn't, doesn't age. It doesn't date. I feel like the, age the, does not wear the, the, um, I think it's the tone of this that can be the most, it's just a bummer. It's just a bit of a bummer to it's, watch. It is yeah. a bummer, but I actually really like that about it. I really <laughs> respected yeah. the fact that it yeah, was so yeah, dark. Yeah. There's, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Artax is back in the end. He oh, comes is back. He? Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's going yeah. along in the field. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that actually felt like a cop out to yeah. me, quite honestly. Oh, yeah. totally. I think I'm that, like, nah, that, that, whole, that horse has got to die and stay yeah, dead. They bring everyone back from the dead is just the yeah. biggest cop out in in any film. But um, yeah, I, I don't it's know. Too depresso, hey? No, no. I think it was just um, just a little bit. It was just a bit of a bummer. And yeah. I just wasn't, yeah. But hey, you know, don't let that 
Don't no, don't listen to him. He's wrong. He's objectively wrong. <laughs> Give it a chuck it on this weekend. Like I said, traumatize your kids. I think it's actually be good for um, you know, the latter <laughs> generations. Yeah, well. I think I, totally. I would definitely uh, a psychic wound that I, I think you know? I, I could see myself watching this with, you know, one of my my nephews who is around that sort of 25. age. Um, I think you get, you know, 10 would kind of be the sweet spot for this because much later and you kind you're of too cool for too cool for that. Yeah. Um, and a bit early is probably a little bit too, you know, eight to 10, eight to 10. Probably mm. the same, um, same age as the kids in it, right? Yeah, yeah. I reckon. Kinda. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, I was, I was expecting to not like it. I really thought I was going to think it was a steaming pile of shit. Yeah. Um, it isn't. So I was, I was, <laughs> I was really surprised. I was and surprised. pleased. And, you know, you open with a Lamal song, um, yeah. Giorgio Moroda, yeah, you know, come on. Um, Kajigugu. So, uh, yeah, but I, you know, I, uh, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. Um, uh, it would be the uh, and yeah, you got and you got boobs out of it too, which is something you yeah, yeah. very very well endowed, very um, turkey oh, sphinxes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we yeah we even get to see the tits crumbling away. Yeah. As the, the nothingness. <laughs> I did notice the uh, yeah very nipply. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think that I, that's why I also very think German. ten year olds would be interested. You sort of yeah. like sexual awakening. It's sort of I guess it's sort of. David Bowie's crotch of of mm. this film. Yeah. Very apparently, Definitely. Michael Ender hated those boobs too. He's he like, was what the hell are you doing? You said they weren't in. <laughs> they, they weren't meant to have forms. He said they're just big strippers sitting in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, yeah, true. They were definitely added in. The only other juicy tidbit that I found, which was quite funny, mm, is titty bit was that uh, Falcor is actually the English version of the German word fucker. Really? Uh, <laughs> which they changed so it didn't sound like fucker. <laughs> wow. uh, but fucker is a translation, fukur is a translation of the word fukuryu, which is Japanese for dragon. Oh, I see. Mm. Not Fucker. Japanese for bath mat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's probably a wrap on the. Uh, we, we are ending this never-ending story. Oh, wah, wah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, thanks as always to uh, J- uh, Jeremy Watson of Jackie Winter Group for uh, allowing us to use this wonderful recording studio. You can listen to their podcast. It's called Jackie Winter Gives You the Business. You can uh, follow us on the Instagram and iTunes and leave reviews and all of that sort of stuff. But uh, I've been Mike Cairns. Over there is Seb Seabass Godfrey. Thank you very much. And Alex Lambchop Heath. This grain of sand is all that is left of this podcast. Mm. <laughs> Scratch my ear. Scratch my rear. <laughs> Boy. Boy. Light the darkness most fear. My hand the small Uh, okay, can we get our mics in order, please? Well, can you get your own mic in order? Hey. Hey. I'm fucking ordered, mate. Hello. Hello. And welcome. Good. Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome. To the Deja Review <laughs> Podcast, where a group of film models get together. Yeah, I'll stop now. Is that okay? Yeah. Yep, yep, yep.